everyone remain calm. Back for more, huh? Well, yeah. Ooh. Ah, that's how it always starts. But then later there's running and then screaming. Somebody talk to me. What is happening? Welcome to Jurassic World. And now, ladies and gentlemen, you're listening to the Jurassic Park Podcast. How long is it going to take for that to spread around the globe? This was all John Hammond's dream. Hold on to your butt. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the 185th episode of the Jurassic Park Podcast. I'm your host, Brad Jost, and we're here to discuss all things Jurassic Park. So we are back at it again after a wonderful holiday weekend, and now it's time to get back into some dinosaur talk. Who's with me? You guys ready? So in this episode, we're going to cover some news. There was a lot of news last week, uh, starting with Jurassic World Evolution updates a teaser for the new Jurassic World ride at Universal Studios Hollywood. There was a fun side project thingy, I don't know how to explain it, that was going on over on the Jurassic World accounts, uh, the social media accounts, so we'll take a look at that. And also some news on the animatronic team for Jurassic World 3. It's so funny how this all works, because we're sitting here months after Jurassic World 2 released, And we got a long time before we see the third installment here. And there is still all kinds of news each and every week. And it just blows my mind how there is always something to talk about. I love it. But moving on to our main segment for this episode, we've got an installment of one of our game shows here on the Jurassic Park Podcast. Guess that dino with Tal. Now, you recently heard him uh, and me uh, talk about Jurassic World live tour. Um, He went out there with me to cover the events that we were uh, given access to. And uh, you may have heard him all the way back in September debuting his main segment uh, for the show. And man, I am sorry. I didn't realize it was all the way back in September. Um, I think there was a lot of stuff. We had like Um, holiday episodes and all kinds of stuff around the end of the year last year that kind of, uh, I guess, took priority because of the the time frame there. But it's back. It's time to guess that dino again. And uh, hopefully we'll have even more episodes of Guess That Dino for you in the future here. But uh, make sure to play along, guys. It's definitely going to be a fun one for you. And to round out the episode, uh, over the past few weeks, we've been diving into the audio lab to listen to more of our Jurassic World live tour. Uh, Little quick interviews that we did, me and Tal. Uh, We uh, have the final installment of those interviews for you. I believe there is only two more left um, in the series. But uh, these will all be on YouTube eventually. We're getting around to posting them all. So you will see the video that goes along with this audio that you're hearing here today so make sure to check those out but um i'm i'm very excited to present these last two for you sad to see them go but i'm sure we're gonna have a lot of jurassic world live tour stuff coming for you in the near future so stay tuned 
And as always, every week we like to mention what's going on um, on our YouTube channel or elsewhere. Uh, last week, man, on YouTube was kind of nuts. We had so much going on over there. I had a toy hunt. We celebrated one year of Mattel toys. Uh, so make sure to go check out that video. I had a lot of people um, on social media and people who listen to the podcast send in their uh, collection pictures or just uh, their toy photography um, because there are so many great people out there doing amazing work as far as taking pictures of these toys. And I think uh, it was great to represent those pictures and and showcase what people are doing out there in our video, kind of just celebrating the one-year mark of these Jurassic World Mattel toys. Um, they, they did de- debut a little bit before April 16th last year, um, but the official drop date was April 16th, and, and we released that video on the same day one year later. And it was so, so much fun to look back and see how much has changed, where we are now, and the fact that it's still going is pretty amazing. I love it, and I'm super excited to see where everything goes in the near future here. Um, we also did a Jurassic World Evolution update Tom uh, debuted that video showcasing all the latest updates, some that I'll, t- I'll mention um, in the news segment. Also, I, I did like a, a big video about the Jurassic World, um, the ride update, the teaser that came out last week, which was amazing. And uh, I talked all about the updates for that ride, what, what to expect, what you can see. Um, so make sure to go check out that video. Tom debuted his final episode for uh, building a dream where he took the Jurassic World Evolution game and built his most perfect park so make sure to watch the finale for his video there it was 10 episodes total he did some great work I know he's he's already stewing on what to do in the future here and uh, it starts today as of this episode uh, some of his stuff but um, what was the other thing we did oh so we released a Jurassic World live tour uh, video so um I don't know when that was, but we released part one of our look at Jurassic World live tour with the directors. And this week we released part two with the product project manager of scenic Corey McCourt. He actually talked all about the animatronics for the show, uh, the safety that goes into them, uh, how they build these things, how they uh, uh, just so much stuff about um, these giant creatures that they're building. So make sure to go check out that video. It's like 20 something minutes long. He goes through like his whole uh, spiel about the project and and how what he does for it. And other people kind of stepped in and talked about other aspects. So make sure to check out that one. And uh, we also debuted an unboxing video from Tal. Man, Tal is, is a huge present here today. So, uh, present? Presents. That's that's what I meant to say. Presents. He's a huge present. Look at him. Um, that didn't make any sense, but I went with it. So he uh, he unboxed a present, I guess, <laughs> on, on our YouTube channel, which was the Stegosaurus Hatch and Play um, Dinosaur Egg. That thing looks like a, uh, a blast. I love that thing. I actually don't have any of those Hatch and Play Dinosaurs, so I was glad to see Tall do a, uh, a nice unboxing video for that one specifically. So thank you, Tall, for that. And uh, this week... Who knows? I feel like I always get myself in trouble by uh, saying what's going to be on our channel this week because then I have to go ahead and rearrange everything and figure it all out when news breaks. Like last week, we had so much stuff planned, but then they released updates for Evolution and the the, the, the ride updates and all that stuff. So it was like, oh man, we got to find a way to sneak all these other videos in there as well. But as we're planning this week, 
We're going to have a, a look at Jurassic World Evolution with Tom Fishenden again, and uh, we're going to be publishing some more of those quick interviews, some of which you may hear today. Uh, I also have some more merch hunts out there, and uh, we're going to get some more reviews out your way, uh, some toy reviews. I've been working on those on the side as well, so keep your eye out for all those things and maybe maybe some other stuff just in case. Who knows? Who knows what's going to pop up? But I do love that we're really trying to make our YouTube channel like a nice little network of varied Jurassic content for um, almost every day. It was, I think it was every day last week. And uh, if it's not every day, it's almost every day. Um, I just really like to present all kinds of, of, of content for you. Toy content, video games, uh, these podcast episodes, live tour, uh, theme park stuff. So... I want to keep it varied and fun for you guys out there so you can, um, you know, head to your Jurassic channel to watch uh, Jurassic content. So I hope you guys enjoy it. Make sure to subscribe and uh, share our videos along. Like those videos. Do all that good stuff. But um, enough of all this. Why don't we get this episode started off with a bit of Jurassic news from around the world. 18 minutes and your company catches up on 10 years of research. Access me, program. Access me, security. These pictures were taken in hospital in Costa Rica 48 hours ago. I don't want to jump to any conclusions, but look. Boy, my head being right all the time. Today, I guarantee it. All right, so I alluded to this before, but Jurassic World Evolution came through with some updates here. So um, update 1.7, which is free to um, everybody who has the game already. Um, the big thing here is a new capture mode for uh, photography and stuff like that. So if you want to take video or pictures, you have a nice clean landscape to take your videos or pictures. It's it's pretty awesome. I know... You know, when we initially went out to Frontier to talk with the uh, creators out there, a lot of the questions that we received were, what's the photo mode going to be like? Is there a photo mode available? How can I take pictures in this game? And I, I, I didn't realize how big of an issue it was going to be. But when it wasn't there and you, you, you had all the, uh, the, the, the graphical interface there over top of the images, it, it kind of like took away from... Uh, what could have been something really special. But here they have a new capture mode, the ability to hide that UI, um, and the ability to choose different aspect ratios, which is pretty cool, um, and apparently time controls to slow down time. Uh, so that's that's awesome. Like, I love all these features now that are installed here. I, I know a lot of you, um, Tom specifically, he did a whole video on this whole update here. And uh, and, and today, he's, he's got new video coming out for you, probably with this clean look. So I'm excited to see that. And uh, I think it's fun. There's going to be so much new content out there, I think, for people to watch. Um, but they also debuted a new carnivore dinosaur pack for uh, $4.99. So I know people are like, well, you know, it's kind of confusing because, uh, you know, you have these free ones, then you have these paid ones. But yes, there are two different updates here. Um, and the, the, the carnivore dinosaur pack is $4.99. You get the Herrerasaurus, the Acrocanthosaurus. Man, I hope I said that right. And the Proceratosaurus. So um, those are both three cool dinosaurs. Um, I love the way all three of those look. And I think if you're playing this game still, you want to add more dinosaurs to your repertoire there. So they all look pretty beautiful. Um, the Herrerasaurus and the Proceratosaurus, you can find 
Um, pretty different incarnations in the Mattel toys right now, and the Acrocanthosaurus kind of looks like a bigger, thicker T-Rex or something like that. So keep your eyes out for those and make sure to download all of your new content for Jurassic World Evolution. So I'm sure you guys all saw the teaser for Jurassic World The Ride. Now this is pretty amazing. Um, it started last week with uh, the social media for Universal Studios Hollywood. They basically posted an Instagram story that showcased a dude in a mummy costume, like on set filming a mummy movie, and then he's he's uh, hearing some footsteps in the background, getting very scared, and then books it and gets out of there. Um, so that, and then at the end of that, it said tomorrow. Um, so then when tomorrow came, they debuted a new teaser trailer kind of thing for Jurassic World, the ride. Um, and man, it was pretty cool. So again, they did that similar thing. They were shooting a, a cowboy movie on set, and then stuff started happening. You started hearing stuff around, and then like a astronaut came booking it through the set, crashed into everybody, and then everybody started taking off and uh man that was so cool it was like a stampede of people running away from something which you didn't see until the t-rex came barreling through the gates of jurassic uh, of of the universal studios hollywood and did its iconic roar right there and then there was like some little dialogue about what you'll see and stuff like that and uh you know coming this summer jurassic world the ride and um then the Mosasaurus popped up, which is pretty awesome. So uh, they basically showed it crashing into uh, the glass and cracking the glass and all that. And then you're also in your your vehicle, your, your uh, boat, as you're going past the Mosasaurus Lagoon viewing area. I don't know how that works. That's not anything that was actually in the movie, so it is slightly confusing for people. But um, it happens. You know, that happens with these rides versus the movies. They're always a little bit different. But um, it was really cool, though. Um, You know, I I did this whole really, I don't know, it wasn't really long or anything, but it was a a decently long little breakdown of uh, the ride and what you'll see. But one of the cool aspects was in that uh, tunnel, because now there's a tunnel at the start of the ride, So you'll have screens. I know a lot of people hate screens, but I think the only way to accurately capture something of this magnitude is is through screens. I mean, you can't naturally have a giant Mosasaurus animatronic next to you in a very small amount of space at a theme park ride. It just really doesn't work. I know people will say, well, they made Kong. No, it's not the same. It's just not the same because Kong can naturally stand there in the elements and just be there. Mosasaurus kind of has to be involved with water, jumping out of water, doing all that stuff, being in a big space. It's too much to handle. But they have the video there, and when it hits into the screen, you do see the boat jostle a little bit, which is a little bit different because these ride vehicles, they would just float along the track. They didn't really have any of that aspect to them. But now we're getting word that there's added elements like uh, jostling the boats and stuff like that. So when you get hit by the Mosasaurus, you actually feel it, which is really cool. So, um, like I said, I broke down that whole video. Make sure to go check out the video on our YouTube channel. Jurassic World The Ride is coming this summer to Universal Studios Hollywood. I am very excited to bring more news to you guys, hopefully sometime soon. And uh, I'm excited to get on that ride. How about you? Over on the Jurassic World social media channels, uh, I, this is actually dating back a few weeks. The One of their Instagram stories, again, posted a, a curious image or video. I forget what it was at the time. 
but it uh, it was teasing something that's coming in the future. And uh, this past week, we got word that there was a chain reaction video showcasing all the uh, Jurassic toys that are out there, as far as like the new stuff's concerned, and uh, other things that were in this video as well. It was a chain reaction of events so you, you know you like you hit the marble the marble goes down it hits the thing it, it moves the other thing and eventually it does something at the very end which was really cool um i was really excited to see this video it was a lot of fun and uh basically they they just kind of went through different scenes of jurassic world and jurassic world fallen kingdom i think there was some john hammond uh voiceovers in there as well um it was really cool it was a lot of fun i i, I had a fun time with this because it showcased like a lot of the toys doing different chain reaction things like going down little race car tracks or uh, knocking over books. I know that literally none of these things sound fun, but it was really fun to watch. I had a good time watching it. And there's also a behind the scenes video that showcases how they made this entire thing. It took like loads of time to uh, get this thing ready and to make it work accurately. And I don't know how they do those things because you always see these like like things online where it's like an insane setup of dominoes or, you know, I don't know what it is, but all these crazy things where you see these chain reaction videos and they did it here for Jurassic World. It was very exciting to watch. I'm going to include both the videos in our show notes, so make sure to check them out. And lastly, here in the news, we got word that uh, Neil Scanlon is, is going to be returning for Jurassic World 3. Now, Neil and his team did the animatronics for uh, Fallen Kingdom. So the stuff that you see, like the blue animatronic in there, they did the T-Rex, the Indoraptor, which was eventually kind of uh, CGI'd over. Oh, a lot of this stuff is all CGI'd over. Don't don't uh, mistake that. Um, it's not really like the old days or anything like that. But um, they did look really awesome. The work that they did looked fantastic. And yes, they touched them up with CGI or completely re- went over them. But um, it is great to know that uh, Neil will be back and his team. They've done an amazing job with the Star Wars movies and other stuff. And I really enjoyed all the work they did with Fallen Kingdom. Even though the Indoraptor wasn't really used in the film, the um, the model that they used, the animatronic that they used, looked really fantastic. It, it It's great that the CG... Um, you it almost looks so good that you can't tell it's an animatronic these days so they've done a great job at blending these two and the animatronics look wonderful so i'm very excited to see uh what they bring to jurassic world 3 as of right now we know we don't know have have any idea what they're going to be doing in this movie so it's very exciting to see that uh they're starting the process the team is in order and uh this oh, let me actually say where this came from so uh i guess it was when when was this not not even this weekend but last weekend star wars celebration happened and um in one of the panels there, they had Neil Scanlon out there talking about his work with Star Wars. And uh, Warwick Davis was hosting the panel. And uh, he was just casually mentioned the, the things that he's been working on and, and worked on. And he mentioned Jurassic World 3. So there you have it. And Neil's like, yeah, yeah, that's that's what I'm working on. So it, it's really cool. It's awesome to see that uh, they, they announced it right there or kind of announced it. Um, but uh, we got word and that's happening and I am excited. So how about you guys? But if you want to know more about the, uh, the announcement, head to the link in our show notes where you can find an article from Jurassic Outpost. <sighs> Oh, there it is. There it is. Do you remember the first time you saw a dinosaur? Jimmy, you're an 
is it? It's a velociraptor. You read about them in books, you see the bones in museums, but you don't really believe it. You name a new dinosaur, but you don't even know what it is. The base genome is a T-Rex, the rest is classified. This is one of the largest armored dinosaurs. Oh. Claire, it's the T-Rex. It's the T-Rex. No, it's not the T-Rex. Known by paleontologists as a living tank. Designed by Mr. Henry Wu. Verizon Wireless presents the Indoraptor. Ladies and gentlemen, can you hear that music? Do you hear it? Do you have the roar in your bones? Do you feel the footsteps? Welcome back, one and all, to the Jurassic Park Podcast's official game show, Guess That Dino. This is a new segment on the Jurassic Park Podcast, but we are back for an episode two, segment two of Guess That Dino. I want to break down the rules for you guys, but before we do, I just want to extend a giant thank you so much to the Jurassic Park podcast community for accepting me and with just open arms on the on the first segment of this thing. It's so, so cool to be a part of such an awesome community. A huge, huge thanks to Brad and thanks to all the other people who are involved in the podcast for just accepting me with open arms and just being super friendly. This is one of the coolest communities I'm involved with online. For those of you guys who are wondering who I am and why I'm talking to you right now and why am I trying to make you guess a dinosaur? Well, my name is Tall, also known as the Traveling Clad on the internet, and I make travel and food videos as I travel around the world. But I also have a slight obsession with dinosaurs and the Jurassic Park movie franchise. That being said, I've recently taken it upon myself to make informational dinosaur videos on YouTube, and I wanted a way to work that into the podcast, so I'm hitting you guys with a game show, and we are doing this as our second segment. Last time we did this segment, we had you guys tweet at us, at Jurassic Park Pod, the official Jurassic Park Podcast Twitter, with the hashtag MyDinoGuess, what your dino guess was, and a bunch of you guys were spot on. To be fair, it was our first segment, so I made it kind of easy. And I think the next few ones will be a little bit easy as well because we're trying to get warmed up to it. But I just want to read some of the cool people who got involved. Ryan on Twitter at RLTerry1 says, My dino guest is Velociraptor. And he says he also has the JP1 Lost World toys back at his parents' house. And his favorite dinosaur is the Dilophosaurus. So that's awesome, Ryan. I'm so happy that you got involved. Tom with Tom underscore Jurassic says, His dino guest is got to be the Velociraptor. Terry says it's the Velociraptor. Nemo says Velociraptor, also known as the Swift Caesar. I want to be a paleontologist when I'm older. I'm currently in ninth grade. That is so awesome, Nemo. I also wanted to be a paleontologist for my whole life. I still kind of want to do that, but I'm the full-fledged YouTuber now, so that dream has kind of sailed. Arjun also says, hashtag my dino guess is certainly the Velociraptor. Great segment, and he loves seeing it. Looking forward to the episodes of this segment in the future. I am very, very excited to bring the show to you guys. I think it's going to be super cool to see how we evolve this segment in the future. And of course, Danny A rolls in saying his dino guess is the Velociraptor. Come on, give us a hard one. Give me a break, Danny. This is our first segment. I'm sure that this show will get harder and harder as we go through it in the future. Don't forget, we got about like 35 or 40 species of dinosaurs involved in the Jurassic World and Park franchise. So we got a lot of dinosaurs to cover so let's start off with the easy one so everybody kind of gets a fair shake at this so once again you guys remember the rules the second you feel like you know the answer for the dinosaur tweet at jurassic park pod with the hashtag my dino guess that way all of us on the jurassic park podcast community can see what your dino guess is without further ado let's dive right into our next dinosaur on the jurassic park podcast official game show 
Guess that dino. So as we begin our next species of dinosaur, we're going to provide you guys with some scientific information to begin with, and then we'll tie in closer to the Jurassic Park and Jurassic World movie franchise. Are you guys ready? Let's get into some of the science behind our new dinosaur on Guess That Dino. So this dinosaur has to be a fan favorite besides being a famous dinosaur through the Jurassic World and Jurassic Park movie franchise, it is a famous dinosaur just to begin with. And there's a reason that it's a famous dinosaur and that's because biologically it looks so unique. It is absolutely unlike any animal that has ever existed even though some of the features from this animal are carried on through certain evolutions to other species of mammal that exist nowadays. You guys feel like you already know what it might be? Let me see if I can change your mind. The two most prominent features of this dinosaur have to be the three horns on its face and the giant frill on the back of its neck. This dinosaur also existed 66 million years ago during the end of the Cretaceous period of the Mesozoic era. It existed in North America and Canada, but different species of this dinosaur have been found all over the world. But that also means that it was sharing its territory with dinosaurs like the T-Rex and the awesome Pachycephalosaurus, or also known as a Sticky Moloch to some. So a little bit more about the size and the weight of this dinosaur. At full grown size, it could be anywhere from 26 to 30 feet long and weigh anywhere from 15 to 25,000 pounds. It was really like a living, breathing tank. And it definitely had some defense features to keep itself protected from carnivorous dinosaurs. Keep itself protected from carnivorous dinosaurs. That means this dinosaur was everyone's favorite veggie or an herbivore in more scientific and correct terms, but who cares about scientific? We're calling it a veggie Yes, this dinosaur fed on plants as it was an herbivore. We don't know the exact things that this dinosaur ate, but due to the fact that scientists can study the jaws, the neck, the mouth, and the face of this dinosaur, they can tell what kind of plants it was probably eating. We know for a fact that this dinosaur is definitely fed on low browsing vegetables and plant-like material that existed back 66 million years ago. I think part of what made this dinosaur so amazing was the fact that it could have been a gentle giant or a really dangerous tank capable of potentially taking down a Tyrannosaurus Rex. Is anyone getting any closer now to guessing? Well keep those guesses held on, let's keep going. This dinosaur actually comes with a slight side of controversy because this dinosaur is actually believed to be at one point the same species as another dinosaur and they had just been given different names. Now, because we're trying to make you guys guess a name, I can't give you the name of the other species of dinosaur, but I can give you guys an example of another species of three dinosaurs that dealt with the same situation. Maybe that'll ring a bell for you guys. There are three dinosaurs that existed 66 million years ago in this part of the US and Canada called the Pachycephalosaurus, Stygimoloch, and Dracorex. There's a famous theory that the three of these dinosaurs are all the same dinosaur at just different stages of their life. Now, whether this has been proven or not, is still up in, in the air, it's not been decided yet for sure during this through the scientific community whether Pachycephalosaurus, Dracorex, and Stygimoloch are the same animal, but with the dinosaur that we're talking about getting you guys to guess, it has actually been proven that they are not the same dinosaur. So just so you know, the dinosaur that we're guessing, the one with the three horns on its head and a frill, has a dinosaur that it was thought to be identically the same dinosaur, just at a different period of its life. But it has been proven at this point that they are not the same dinosaur. So if that helps you with your guess, now you know maybe a little bit closer as to what dinosaur we're talking about. But if that didn't help at all, let's move on a little bit further and see if we can get any more hints going there for you. So let's find out why this dinosaur is famous. 
Well, one of the reasons that this dinosaur is so famous is it's kind of the poster child for all herbivorous dinosaurs. It was one of the earliest found dinosaurs during the Bone Wars. The Bone Wars was a period of time in the western part of the world where scientists and paleontologists, or I don't even know if you could really call them paleontologists, these were people who were first really discovering dinosaur bones and dinosaur fossils, went out and did everything in their possibility to find dinosaurs. It was kind of the gold rush of dinosaur discovery. This is where people dug up dozens and dozens of dinosaurs and they just named dinosaurs a bunch of different names and called species this and called species that. Uh, everybody was trying to one-up each other and just find as many dinosaurs as they possibly can to contribute one to science and also to kind of mark their names as a scientist that discovered these dinosaurs. So the paleontologist that actually discovered this dinosaur, his name was Othniel Marsh. Othniel, Othniel Marsh? Othniel. Othniel. Oatmeal Marsh. I don't know exactly how to pronounce his name. I feel like I should know. But yeah, that's his name. The first fossils were from Denver, Colorado, and they were discovered in 1889. So a very long time ago. And a little bit of trivia for you guys. When this dinosaur was first discovered, it was actually believed to be an extinct species of buffalo. Does that help any of you guys guess? <laughs> no, not yet. We're going we're gonna to get there. We're going to do this together, guys. We're going to have your dino guess by the end of this round. The first full skull of this dinosaur was found in 1888, so just a year before it was kind of officially declared as what it was. And the name of this dinosaur is actually really tied into the fact that it has three horns on its face. Now, a little bit of more scientific information for you guys. This dinosaur is actually part of a species of dinosaurs. I don't want to give that name away because it partly has to do with its name and other names of other dinosaurs in this species. So we're not even going to give you guys the name of the species. I'm going to let you guys guess on that. But you should know that there is a giant amount of species under this kind of family of dinosaurs. I mean, I could name probably 10 of them right off the bat right now, and I'm sure that many of you guys can. And even some of these dinosaurs have been involved in other Jurassic Park and Jurassic World video games, comics, movies, stuff like that. Even in the newest Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom, parts of dinosaurs from this family have been involved in that movie. So if that helps you guys narrow down your guess a little bit, that's where we're at. Herbivores, three horns on the face, giant frill. We're getting closer. I want to wrap up kind of the sciencey section of this segment and uh, we're just going to touch on a few more things just to give you guys maybe a little bit more further information. The size and bulk and stature of this animal is very similar to what we know now of a modern rhinoceros. So if that helps you narrow down your search of what this dinosaur could be, maybe that'll help you a little bit. Think of a rhino just 66 million years ago and instead of two horns or one horn, having three. Besides that, it is the best known dinosaur from this family of dinosaurs and it is really, really well understood because there have been over 47 complete or partial skulls that were discovered just through the years of 2000 to 2010. So there's been a lot of dinosaur discoveries particularly with this species of dinosaur. So we really have a good idea of what this dinosaur might have looked like, existed like, lived like back in the day because it really survived really well and they've left us a lot of fossils. So thank you so much to this dinosaur. We could all say thank you so, so much to this dinosaur for leaving, leaving its body behind for us to study. Now you know how we work here on Guess That Dino. We don't want to bore you guys with just the sciencey stuff. So let's dive into this animal's involvement in the Jurassic Park and movie franchise and world movie franchise and show movie franchise and magazine and comic book and video game movie franchise Jurassic World Park franchise involvement. I'm getting a little crazy because I'm recording this at 12 a.m. So I'm a little bit tired, but 
Let's jump into its involvement on my Dino Guest. So, I think you will be happy to know, as our last dinosaur that was featured on this segment on the Jurassic Park Podcast's official My Dino Game Show. So I think you'll be happy to know that this dinosaur's involvement in the Jurassic Park and World movie franchise has actually been involved in, I think, every single movie in the franchise. It might have had bigger roles in some of the movies than others, but it's always kind of been there. So let's begin with the original Jurassic Park. Its involvement in this movie is actually in a few places, even though most people only think of it in one place. Jurassic Park was the movie that changed it all, even the dinosaur that we last covered on hashtag MyDinoGuess, which was the Velociraptor, acted alongside this dinosaur that we are currently trying to guess on in the first Jurassic Park. It actually had one of the most iconic scenes in movie history because of its involvement when it was made into a giant animatronic dinosaur that Sam Neill, also Alan Grant, got to place his face on and stomach and hug when it was found sick in the bush. This was a life-changing scene for a lot of people, and this scene kind of sealed the deal for dinosaur lovers as their famous dinosaur because this was kind of the first real realistic depiction of this dinosaur especially in a more vulnerable state we don't generally think of this animal as a vulnerable or fragile thing we think of it as a tank or something that can be a little bit gentle but a tanky dinosaur that can defend itself and be strong if it needs to and in the movie we got to see it in a very fragile and vulnerable state which i think really sealed the deal for a lot of dinosaur lovers as their famous famous and most favored dinosaur from not only the series and franchise but from all dinosaurs that have existed ever. I know many people who like the Jurassic Park and Jurassic World franchise just simply adore this dinosaur because of that scene. That's kind of what sealed its fate in the hearts of many. That being said, it contributed for the long haul of this dinosaur's features in this series. Because of that, it, I think I think it has a direct correlation to the fact that it was featured in every single Jurassic Park and Jurassic World movie up to date. Once again, like I mentioned in the beginning of this, it wasn't featured in high prominency like it was in the first movie in all of the other movies, but it has been featured to a degree. But the first kind of feature that we got of this dinosaur was amazing with the animatronic. It was so realistic looking and it was covered in this kind of dirt material making it look a little bit different than what the actual animatronic looked like so that's a little bit of movie trivia for you guys now in the second jurassic park movie jurassic park the lost world we actually see this dinosaur on isla sorna now if i remember correctly this dinosaur is featured only briefly in this movie not too crazy it is seen in the scene where the InGen employees are trapping dinosaurs in cages and i think it's briefly seen when our main characters from the movie are letting dinosaurs out of cages and eventually onto a rampage through the camp Is anybody getting any closer to guessing? No! We'll move on to Jurassic Park 3 where it has its littlest scene out of any of the Jurassic Park and Jurassic World movie franchise. Most of you guys might not even know that this dinosaur was actually featured in Jurassic Park 3. And that's because it was briefly seen for a second when it was being fed on as the carcass for the T-Rex that eventually attacked and then died to succumb to its wounds from the Spinosaurus. So... If you guys have any idea, if you could kind of recollect your memories and think of Jurassic Park 3 and think of that T-Rex that's feeding on a dinosaur in the bush, that's the dinosaur that we're talking about. No? We can jump on right by to the next installment, Jurassic World, the first Jurassic World, the initial segment. We are going to dive into its appearance. It actually appears quite a few times in this movie, both in the gyrosphere planes and as a baby for the first time we get to see this dinosaur as a baby in the franchise and it is one of the cutest most adorable thing we see it quite a few times during the movie 
one where it's in the gyrosphere field like i spoke about earlier uh, i think there are some scenes of it running around but one but as a baby we get to see it in kind of the play pin uh playing farm the petting zoo petting zoo that's what it's called the petting zoo where all the kids are playing with the baby dinosaurs and sadly at the end of the movie when there's the giant breakout of pteranodons and dimorphodons this dinosaur actually gets picked up from what we see it doesn't get damaged or hurt too badly just gets picked up by a pteranodon so if you guys can look back and think of that jurassic world those are kind of some of the scenes that it's been involved in, in the movie franchise and finally last but not least in jurassic world Fallen Kingdom, one of the coolest and most epic Jurassic Park, Jurassic World movies, the newest one that we've all been hyped up and we've all been buzzed about, that we've been talking about for the last few months. In Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom, we see this dinosaur plenty of times. One of the most prominent scenes is obviously the stampede scene running through the jungle on Isla Nublar to its sure death jumping off of a cliff from the volcano and probably eventually drowning in the ocean. We see it few times there, few glimpses of that. We see it a few times in kind of the gas chamber scene when it's in the Lockwood uh, Manor underground being uh, kind of killed by the gas and as well in a cage. In a more prominent scene where Bryce Dallas Howard is talking kind of on her monologue speaking about the first time she saw a dinosaur and we get an actual glimpse at this dinosaur as a baby and its mother sitting together in a cage. It is adorable and sad at the same time, but obviously it is a fan favorite. Oh, and I should not forget, in the escape scene where all the dinosaurs are let out of the Lockwood Manor, tons of spoilers here by the way for anybody who hasn't seen Fallen Kingdom. At this point you shouldn't even be listening, I don't know what you're doing if you are listening. That's just a side note, let's forget about that. Yes, that scene where Maisie kind of lets all the dinosaurs out and they're running through that hallway. We actually see two glimpses of this dinosaur, uh, and I believe that at one point they actually beat up a man uh, and throw him into the air. So, if you guys don't have your guesses yet, we got a few more things to talk about before we close this out, because the next thing that we're going to jump into, that's been all the involvement of this dinosaur in the Jurassic Park World movie franchise that we've seen on cinema, but there's been a few more involvements besides that, both in video games and then merchandise. Let's dive into the video games real quick. I'm sure that it's been involved in some of the older video games from Jurassic Park. I'm going to give you guys the two that it's the most prominent in. I think the, the ones that we remember it the most from, that would be Jurassic Park Operation Genesis and then Jurassic World Evolution, the more modern version of those games. This is these, ty these are those tycoon builder simulation games where you can build yourself your own Jurassic Park or Jurassic World. It is involved in this game. It is in Jurassic World Evolution, one of the earliest dinosaurs that you unlock. If I believe if it's not the first dinosaur, it's one of the first dinosaurs that you unlock. No, it's definitely not the first dinosaur, but it is one of the first dinosaurs that you unlock. It is that gentle giant that's really easy to take care of, and that goes as well for Jurassic Park Operation Genesis. It is one of the earlier dinosaurs, I believe, that you can unlock, and they are both worth tons of stars in that game, and they're worth a lot. And as well, in Jurassic World Alive, Jurassic World, the park builder one for your phone, and then Jurassic Park Builder on your phone. The dinosaur is featured in all three of those mobile games heavily, and even in Jurassic World Alive, there's a version or generation two and a generation one of this dinosaur so it's it's had a heavy a heavy 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 involvement in the video game franchise and that's negating all the other video games that it could have potentially been a part of that i just don't know off the top of my head because i know it's definitely been a part of some of the old pc games that jurassic park had and some of the old like sega genesis or game boy games i believe that jurassic park had in the n64 games i don't even want to dive into them because i'm just not knowledgeable about that stuff but i'm sure that it has been involved in those as well my favorite segment of talking about these dinosaurs and getting the dino 
final guesses is the merchandise. I'm only going to highlight a few because I want to make it a little bit harder at this point, even though I've made this one extremely easy, I think. <laughs> what I think I'm going to do for this part is I'm going to uh, just speak briefly about some of the toys that it's been involved with. So in the first, first official Jurassic Park kind of release of merchandise and toys, back in like 1994 this dinosaur actually had its own action figure with the removable dino damage wound and the head ramming attack so if you can imagine those three horns in that frill kind of doing a head attack in dino damage that's what one of these toys looked like if you any of you guys have it you'll immediately know what it was it retailed at 17.99 in stores across the united states of america and i'm assuming that this was eventually let out to the rest of the world and now trying to find one of these online it could run you a pretty penny. But that is one of the most famous toys from the franchise involving this dinosaur. It was the kind of the first one originally. My absolute favorite one, and this one came out during the first movie, second movie, and third movie. And I think the third movie has to be my favorite iteration of this. These hatchlings came out at each movie iteration. So the first Jurassic Park had the Velociraptor and this one. The second Jurassic Park had the T-Rex Velociraptor and this one. And then the third Jurassic Park movie, Jurassic Park 3, had all three of them again. And actually now in Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom, we got the T-Rex Velociraptor, this dinosaur, and the Stigimoloch all in kind of the same line of this. And these are those little dinosaur baby hatchlings. These are my favorite. I have a soft spot for baby dinosaurs and for dinosaur eggs. I just find them so cute, so adorable. So I think that's one of the coolest things that, uh, that came out when it comes to merchandise. It came as a little plastic dinosaur, and in the third movie's iteration, it actually had a little voice box that you could touch, and it would make noises. In the first two, the models just looked amazing, and the paint jobs looked really cool, but that third movie one, Jurassic Park 3's little baby hatchling dinosaurs, I absolutely love it because I think they did an amazing job on the paint jobs. The dinosaurs had really vibrant colors, and the voice boxes were so cool. It was hands down one of my favorite things to play with as a kid. As well, there were tons of plushies and little plush toys that came out with this dinosaur, both in the first Jurassic Park, Second Jurassic Park, Third Jurassic Park, and the Second Jurassic World, even coming out with a hatchable, inside-out, removable, kind of unflippable, I don't even know the vocab for this, but a, 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 basically a plush of this dinosaur that you could flip inside into an egg, and then a smaller version that's already sitting in an egg. But the plushes of this dinosaur have been absolutely awesome, and it's definitely actually one of those things that I really, really want to pick up in the future. Besides that, it's had a ton of action figures, and even in the new Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom movie, there's actually been like three or four different paint jobs of this dinosaur just since the movie has come out um, of different merchandise that you can buy. So, and I think that's, I think I might even be off. There might be even more, but there's tons of merchandise of this dinosaur at the moment. So it has been a very, very famous dinosaur. It is hands down one of the most famous dinosaurs of all time. So at this point, if you don't know what this dinosaur is, I'm questioning your love of the Jurassic Park franchise, but I'm going to give you a break because this is the Jurassic Park official game show guess that dino and we are accepting and loving everybody as long as you love dinosaurs so we're going to end this segment here i think this is a good time to end i want to remind you guys the rules for this once you get your dino guess once you're ready if you need to listen back to this please do just send us a tweet at jurassic park pod that is the official jurassic park podcast twitter handle at jurassic park pod with the hashtag my dino guess and just write the name of your dinosaur if you want to attach a little gif that would be awesome if you want to tell me that i'm an awesome host or that i suck as a host you can do both of those things and just make sure you tweet at me if you want to find me on twitter you can follow me at traveling clat or you can find me on YouTube at The Dinosaur Channel. If you look up youtube.com slash The Dinosaur Channel, I make informational videos 
about dinosaurs all over there. I want to say once again a huge thank you guys for accepting me into this community and bringing me in with a bunch of love and joy. I'm so excited to continue creating this dino game show for you guys. This is going to be an awesome journey and I'm just I'm very, very excited with this opportunity. Uh, we will see you guys in the next one. I'm going to throw this back off to Brad and we'll see you then. Goodbye everybody. Don't forget to guess your dinos. Today in the Audio Lab, we're going to hear from a few key players behind Jurassic World Live Tour from Feld Entertainment, and as you know, we got to speak with a ton of people behind the Live Tour, and we're happy to present the final batch of audio here. Let's go take a listen. All right, could you guys just explain who you are and what you do for Jurassic uh, World Tour? Absolutely. Live Tour, sorry. Yeah. I'm David Dersh. I work with casting. I also work uh, hand-in-glove with the Dynateer development, but I'm also the stunt coordinator and fight director for the show, so that's why we work so closely together. I'm helping to create the, the stunt fight side as, the, as James and I are both bringing the dinosaur side to life. Okay. My name is Jay Christensen. I'm the head athletic trainer for Rafeld Entertainment, so my job is, in addition to that, kind of to complement and make sure that the actors are, beg your pardon, the dinateers that they're getting are not only physically fit, but able to sustain the movement patterns and the exercises they're asking them to do. Yeah, trust me, I wore that vest and that was only <laughs> half the weight and that was heavy, so um, you need to be strong. Um, so what is your favorite aspect of the show that you've been a part of, or just in general, your favorite part? You know? Wow, uh, that's, that's, that's a tough question. There's so many wonderful, exciting things. I mean, the bringing the dinosaurs to life, you see the wonder on, the, on people's eyes yeah. when, when you know, the dinosaurs come out. There's that, whoa, you know, just seeing that working with the dinosaurs every day and every day I still have those moments where I, I still have to remind myself <laughs> this is not a real dinosaur you know because yeah. they're so real lifelike you know uh, but being able to integrate that into action sequences and uh, and being able to visualize with the directors what is this action sequence well we want the motorcycle rider to get knocked off by the tail of the dinosaur at this moment Okay, let's go figure out how to do that. And then we go and we workshop it for a while and then we bring it to life. And it's, it's really exciting, yeah. you know, and being able to do it in a sustainable way so that the performers are safe and comfortable and, and yet uh, be able to bring something really, truly exciting for the audience, you know? Nice, yeah. I think the most exciting thing on the athletic training side is the diversity of the cast that this show compromised by. So all the dino tiers have different backgrounds. So it's a challenge, and I think it's a unique challenge in that you have all these diverse backgrounds, but we're asking them to do very similar things repeatedly over and over and over again. So it's a challenge to take a certain demographic of athletes, say a gymnast, for example, or an acrobat, and say, okay, in addition to that, we're going to ask you to do some acting and yeah. expressive movements and see that challenge and the casting department has done an exceptional job in that they find these people who are not only physically fit and able to do these uh, roles, but also are teachable, and that's yeah. massive. Do you, do you find, is there like a wealth of dino tears like out there, or is it just like you have to really train everybody specifically? Yeah, well, I, I think Jessica Ferris, our casting director, puts it best. You know, nobody walks in the door 
uh, a complete package ready yeah. to go for us. Uh, every every performer who comes in, we know that there there's a bunch of things they're going to have to get trained into. We know that. Yeah. Uh, we have a cast size of 26, and those 26 performers have to do everything. They've got a, some of them are dinateers, but then they're also soldiers, and then they're this, and then they're also that. Uh, so everybody is playing multiple things during the show. Um, so that's not anything any one performer is going to walk in the door already knowing. Yeah. Uh, so whether they come in already as a skilled dinosaur, <laughs> you know, from the relatively small pool that are out there, um, or whether they walk in, as Jay was saying, as a highly trained gymnast or, or acrobat or martial artist or whatever, uh, we're going to then take them and train them and take the time to make sure that they check all the boxes and know how to be completely safe across the board and exciting and, and evocative in their performances. Um, it takes time to train people yeah. to be able to do all these things, but that's really fun. You know, yeah. That's a really great challenge. To the team's credit, I think in addition to that, the ability to take their background and highlight that and allow them to fill roles that will say, hey, you have a skill set that not only can we expose and make really impressive, but mm -hmm. it shows on the stage. And you see their skill set highlighted in addition to the, all the other ensemble parts that they play, mm -hmm. uh, I think the, the team does really well to highlight what they have. As nice, well. yeah. So this is a hard, really, really hard question for you guys, I think. <laughs> um, if you guys are stuck in a kitchen with a Velociraptor, what will you do and will you make it out alive? <laughs> <laughs> I will because I'll just stab him in the leg and then I'm out the door. There you I don't, go. Have, to, I don't yeah. have to be faster than the Velociraptor, I just have to be faster than him. So. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, true. follow the movies, right? Hide in a bin or something. Yeah, you find hide. Like, yeah. So you think you'll make it out you can't outrun one of those guys <laughs> no uh, these no. ladies are no, fast no, no, no. yeah those, those, yeah yeah it's those, a tough situation either tough way so yeah. thank that's you very much guys thank you. absolutely, absolutely. Thanks. thanks all right so uh could you guys just say like who you are and what you do here for oh, yeah. jurassic world live tour i'm true <laughs> i'm jurassic world hey no, i do that all the time don't worry it's, it's, yeah. i'm jessica ferris i am the casting director of jurassic world live tour <laughs> How about you? I am Ryan Kells. I'm a casting manager, also on the casting and training team full-time with Feld Entertainment. Okay. How about you? Uh -huh. I'm James Shea. I'm the creative and character development director. All right. So um, out of all of you, what is your favorite thing that you've done individually here, I guess, uh, for Jurassic World Live Tour? Well, I'm going to tell you my favorite thing about okay. this whole thing is in our audition process when we asked the candidates to be baby stegosauruses. It was my idea. Yeah. Okay, so it's my favorite thing. They all hatch from their nest and, and, and seek safety at once together, yeah. rolling all over each other, um, being very slow-moving little baby dinosaurs. It's my favorite thing in life. You're playing God in that sense. Yes. <laughs> yes, I am. I really love it. How about you? That's my favorite, but if I have to give another answer, it's the obstacle course we put them through. Nice. Then uh, seeing them all come up with their characters, and then seeing how they all go through the different tasks and uh, challenges we've given them, and then seeing them each individually figure out what the dinosaur egg is, what the electric fence is, <laughs> if they have an accent. Like, oh. <laughs> they get to choose, and so that's my favorite part, is watching which each person comes yeah, up with. Yeah, that sounds great. For me, it's uh, we just recently have started doing the Dino Tier callbacks, mm -hmm. and it's really the thrill of the first time that they walk in the room and they get to actually see these dinosaurs, oh, nice. and they have that geek out moment um, yeah. of even just seeing them not in motion yet, yeah. um, and then getting to see someone else do it and watching them bring the puppet, to, the dinosaur to life, yeah. is incredible to see that that reaction and that authentic reaction. So it really makes me excited for what the audience is going to feel. Yeah, you know we get used 
used to seeing them every day. Yeah. I've been looking at these dinosaurs for days now. And so I forget, you know, I'm looking at all the intricate details and giving the notes, yeah. but I forget that wonder of what it is to see it for the first time. You get time. the view from their, their point of view. Exactly. Yeah. So it's, yeah, it's a very hard-hitting question. Okay. If you were stuck in a kitchen with a velociraptor, what would you do and would you make it out alive? I think that I would make it out alive. <laughs> um, I would hide simply yeah. and pray. That's, that's all you can do. <laughs> yeah. Let's, let's bring you in here. Yeah. So I just asked a really, really hard-hitting question. Oh, if you're stuck in a kitchen with a velociraptor, what would you do? And would you make it out alive? Oh, my goodness. <laughs> First of all, I just go straight back to the original Jurassic yeah. Park 1.0. Oh, God. <laughs> I'm gonna, I, need, I have to workshop my answer. I don't know if I have it ready to go. No wrong answer. Yeah. Okay, off the top of my head, no, I don't think I'd make it. No? It depends. If there's high ceilings, I'm very long. Yeah. So I feel like I might be able to get up. Just vault right up there. Yeah, I feel yeah. like I could get up. <laughs> but if it's, if it's a low ceiling, if it's like my grandmother's kitchen, then yeah. no. Yeah, you I'm not going out. Take in the full scenery, see what's going on. Yeah, I need it's more information to answer this question properly. <laughs> I need a diagram and a layout of the floor plan of the kitchen. I'll bring it next time. Yeah, yeah please do. Is it, a, is it a commercial kitchen, like in the movie? Yeah, it's, it's going to be all stainless. It's going to look much like this right here. Are there blowtorches for creme brulee? <laughs> there has to be, I, I would think. That. It's, yeah, yeah. Waffle iron. That's a good... That's Boiling pot of water. There you go. Tell me what my weapons are. Is it already I mean, boiling or is it like... It's not you the have cho- to... Is it the chopped kitchen? Because if it's the chopped <laughs> kitchen, then yes, I'll make it out of there. They already have the boiling water ready to go. You know, like entice it with gummy bears. Yeah. What, what do I have? By the way, that Butterfinger. <laughs> Well, thank you very much thank for, uh, for Thanks, trying guys. to make it out alive. Oh, man, I'm going to think about this question yes, <laughs> the next week, just so you know. I said it before, and I'm going to say it again. Thank you so much to everybody at Feld Entertainment. It was so great to speak with everybody. They're all so fun. They're all so personable, and they all know what they're talking about when it comes to Jurassic. I am so sad to wrap up these quick interviews. There was such a blast to do, and there was such a blast to listen back to. Um, but like I said, you will be able to find all of this audio and the video that goes with them over on our YouTube channel. But I also want to hear from you guys because we're uploading uh, several parts so far parts one and two have been uploaded to our youtube channel but i want to hear from you guys do you want to hear the audio from those on the podcast here just in case you don't want to watch the videos or subscribe or anything like that let me know uh hit me up on twitter send me an email anything you want let me know if you want to hear the audio from those presentations in the podcast here we'll we'll end up including those as well if you want um but um anyway i hope you take a second to watch all of our content over on video as far as the jurassic world live tour is concerned and we're not done we got a lot more content coming to you in the future Thank you for listening to the 185th episode of the Jurassic Park Podcast. Thank you so much to Tal for uh, another great segment this week. And um, I am so happy to include Guess That Dino on the podcast. I know, like I said earlier, it's been a while since we published the first installment of these segments. But I'm happy to present episode two here today. And uh, hopefully we got more coming for you in the future. Don't forget, hashtag my dino guess. 
tweet it at us at Jurassic Park Pod. Include your answers for today's dino. I can't wait to hear everybody's responses. It was so much fun last time with everybody guessing the Velociraptor. So I'm excited to see what you guys guess this time around. Make sure to follow Tal at Traveling Clat Online. And of course, go subscribe to his YouTube channel. He has some amazing videos out there traveling around the world. And right now he's in New York showcasing all of New York City. So make sure to go check out his videos. Great stuff. So we are going to continue the trend of paying it forward here this week with more reviews from Apple Podcasts. And, um, you know, as I said, if you guys are leaving reviews, five-star reviews out there, or, or even less if you if you really feel the need to, we will be re- reading all these reviews uh, as we go through them. So make sure to go uh, head over to Apple Podcasts, give us those reviews, and we'll read them here. So uh, paying it forward, we're going to do first here uh, the gaming uh Kibli, uh, I don't know how to say that. Q-I-B-L-I. Um, this one uh, is titled, Finally. And the review itself says, good job. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> the gaming kib- kib- Kibli. Um, thank you so much for the five-star reviews and, and for saying, finally, we're doing a good job. I mean, I know. I know it took us a while. Some of the early episodes were really... Uh, a bit, uh, you know, it just took us a while. Now, these days, I'm, I'm a rambling man. But uh, I appreciate you saying we finally did a good job. It's much appreciated. So let's move over here to another five-star review. This one comes from Norman, and it says, well, put together show. So Norman says, this is an awesome podcast. I had never known there was a Jurassic-specific podcast out there, and this has made me realize that there is a pretty big fan base out there. Brad is an awesome host and keeps the show rolling nicely. Are you sure? Um, I have yet to be bored with this podcast. Well, that's good. And um, my only complaint is that there's too much worrying about the show is too long. Nope, it's fine. (laughs) Don't complain about the show going long because we have almost three years until the next movie. Uh, Yes, thank you, Norm. I know. uh, Me and Jen would always complain, or not complain, but I guess just like worry that um, the show was a little too long and at times and you know we're running two and a half hours some some episodes and even with the the wire episodes we're like oh no is this gonna be too long for people but we pulled it off i think and i think a lot of people really enjoy those longer episodes and uh we'll get back to them for sure we'll, we'll get back around to the long episodes don't worry um so thank you norm that was great uh, i really appreciate the kind words there i, I i'm an awesome host host guess i don't i don't know about that but um i try to keep the show rolling we'll we'll at least consider that and of course i've slowed the train down here but i want to thank everybody who's written a review uh put the five stars done all that stuff you guys are all so awesome and i hope you guys all have a great week here talking about jurassic park online talking about it with your friends watching the movies playing the games collecting the toys because that has been a a blast recently there's even more toys out there now so make sure to have fun this week enjoying jurassic park i hope you do and i know i will too let's hear the outro let's get this movable feast underway please give us a follow on twitter at jurassic park pod and myself at brad jost also on facebook and instagram at jurassic park podcast don't forget to join the jurassic park podcast group on facebook You can listen to us on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, YouTube, our website, or wherever else podcasts are found. So please be sure to subscribe. 
Also, don't miss our toy hunts and reviews, in-depth bonus content, live streams, gameplay, events and theme park coverage, and so much more on our YouTube channel. If you haven't already, please leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. We will read your reviews at the end of every episode, so please be sure to spare no expense. Don't miss us on the web at JurassicParkPodcast.com, where you'll find today's episode show notes, wonderful articles, bios from our contributors, and so much more. If you want to get a hold of us, you can fill out the contact form on our website or email us, JurassicParkPod at gmail.com. We're always looking for new segments, contributors, mailbag submissions, or anybody who just wants to say hello. Feel free to call our voicemail line at any time to leave us a message. That number is 732-825-7763. Thanks for listening, and enjoy. Five minutes. Drop what you're doing and leave now.